story of the universe is an epic evolutionary tale of awesome scope. It speaks of unity and diversity, of creativity and imagination. It is the story of science, it is the story of spirit, it is our story. This is one in a series of podcasts from Green Spirits, the Universe Story event, held in London on the 14th of March 2015, recorded and engineered by Richard Adams. Today, poetry by Helen Moore. So we're starting our next session now with poetry from Helen Moore, making a creation for us about the Earth's all-embracing dream. Helen. So I'm going to uh, share a couple of poems with you this morning from uh, my new collection. This is the first public reading from Ecozoa. And uh, basically, I'm drawing on Thomas Berry's vision of the Ecozoic era, which is an era that we can will into being, an era where we live in harmony with the earth as our community. And this is in stark contrast to what scientists are now terming as the Anthropocene era, where humans have come to create such havoc on the Earth that we're affecting every single aspect of the Earth's functioning. And this first poem uh, was inspired by receiving a massage uh, from a very dear friend who's a professional masseuse. masseuse. And... um, I'm sure some of you will know that experience when you're really in a deep state being massaged. Sometimes you can kind of really travel, journey into other realms. And uh, this poem is called Deep Time, Deep Tissue. Here on the altar to multidimensional experience, I'm prostrate and naked, from the waist veiled with a towel, face ensconced in a leatherette crescent through which I may disappear. Your fingers beginning cool now radiate the sun into layers of dermis, subcutaneous fat, towards the deeper muscle, at first following the grain, working with awareness, a mental graze anatomy, all red raw and flayed, and your honed sense of intuition. Slowly, where your deft hands press, my body's armor is assuaged, Those knots tight as rivets. These flat metallic plates tensioned as if to snap. 
these blades tempered bands of steel. Time expanding and warmth in oily kneading start to release the stress and toxins which life in the Anthropocene engenders in our being. Much later, I'll sob like a child, a stream of damned emotion gushing out, which left me feeling lighter, as if I really had shouldered a burden. But for now, I float, am fetus, deep sea mammal, first bubble of life in some primordial lagoon. This aching body that at times I've hated softens as its contours roll. This body formed from dust of stars. Ah, the energy rippling through us now. Deep time, deep tissue. Eyes form black holes. Sometimes I'm dark matter, drawing everything towards me, swallowing it in the way nut swallows the sun, making follicles, cells, poems. This me rapidly collapsing, this me a mere speck, a gleam in time's eye, yet developed and refined over millions of years in our symbiotic home. Earth, this home that awed our brave new astronauts, wild, animate planet set in cosmic velvet, inestimable worth, curves drifting blue and white. Oh, Anthropocene, period of consequences. In a pinch of geological time, our minds have made deserts of grasslands, dead zones in oceans, have cut away vast sections of rainforest lung, erasing cultures of birds, animals, people, eroding soils elaborated for millennia. We, knowing humans, disrupting the grand cycles of biology, chemistry, geology, knowingly persist in filling the atmosphere with gases which trap the sun's rays, melting glaciers, turning seas acidic, and where our ice sheets melt, Prospect for yet more of Gaia's bitter blood. Oh, obscene era, this is an emergency. We breathe, releasing the enormity of this awareness. 
how I love and thank you, dearest body. You, ancient, four-zoed temple, open to the skies and aligned to Polaris, hub around which all other stars wheel. In whatever mortal span that remains, help me to navigate this crisis in our evolution, to stay with what others have begun. Millions of cells rising in and for our life source, Earth, willing ecozoas birth. I'm just going to share one more piece for now. And this is a piece inspired by an action undertaken by six women activists from Greenpeace in July 2013, when they scaled the Shard, which stands not far from here. And they did this as a protest against shell drilling in the Arctic. Hashtag Ice Climb Live. You've been going 12 hours, starting 4.20 a.m. when I find you online. Grainy, flicking pictures like a silent movie. This dizzy live stream from a helmet-mounted camera sending intermittent scenes of the shards, angled glass, its fakery of multiple suns and helicopter wobble in July's heat while your hands in black half-finger gloves endlessly reaching this steady belay of ropes to inch you past Shangri-La, 50th floor, and oh my vertigo, the pixel-sized police, ambulance crews, commuters gaping, pressmen with extended telephoto lenses encamped on the pavement, and the glinting tracks of London Bridge Station. Palms sweating, my heart's under sail towards my larynx as I watch Trending on Twitter, six women ascending Europe's tallest building, hubristic simulacrum of our remnant Arctic. Viola, Sabine, Victo, Lisbeth, Ali and Sandra, calmly enduring, not for the rush of extreme sport, but as a direct communication with Royal Dutch Shell, its mute executives enshrined in nearby headquarters where it's still business as usual.
So we've been hearing about our evolutionary story, about our ancestors, and the poem I'm going to share is, is a celebration of those ancestors. And um, I must acknowledge Joanna Macy for inspiration for this poem. I thank my ancestors. Thank you, infinitesimally great grandmother worm, for gifting us the swirl of blood pulsing through our bodies to feed each tiny cell. And praise be upon you. Thank you, ancestor fish, for evolving vertebrae that bend our spines, the flexibility to move, to bend, to walk upon our feet, and praise be upon you. Dear fish, thanks once more for bequeathing your jawbones to become the stirrup anvil, hammer, eardrum that allows us to hear other beings and praise be upon you. Gratitude, old cousin reptile, for a brain that alerts us to danger and to you, paleo mammal, for a limbic system opening us to pleasure and praise be upon you both. Thanks, dear monkey sibling, for developing eyes in the front of your head. It freed you to climb and leap, while binocular vision gives us all focal depth. And praise be upon you too. To you, sister ape, gratitude for sharing your DNA and your intelligence. Also for hands to learn the use of tools. May every being pick up appropriate technology. Then praise be upon us all. So this is uh, the second poem I'm going to share. Um, we've been hearing about the need for stories. And as a poet, I firmly believe that it's important to seed the popular imagination with alternative visions uh, for the future. I believe that the uh, popular imagination has been colonized by Hollywood visions of apocalypse. <laughs> and the notion that there is no alternative to capitalism. And actually, uh, the opposite is, is, is the truth. There are so many different ways of organizing and living. And we know that the future will involve climate adaptation and ecological restoration. Those, those are the realities that we face. Um, so this poem is a vision of a future time I don't know when, um, and yeah, 
It's, it's just a vision of how things could be. Climate adaptation number two. The sun presses down with many hands. We are pig iron smelted in the furnace. Trafalgar Square bakes like Tahrir Square without its people. And we have slowly adapted. Come out at night when it's cooler. Stroll the canals fashioned by the uprisings of the Thames. Little Venice has spread. We're the Venice of the North. Now the original has gone. And there's no choice but to be in what's left of Europe. Mother Earth has moored humanity together at her table. And she's at the center of all our decisions. From our boat, I watch the river swimming with the gibbous moon. We use her light to sow our seeds and harvest every month when she dies. We live by lunulations, have become silvery left-handed humans who see their shadows and feminine in ways that men and women had forgotten how to be. My beloved and I have taken rooms in a moon palace. We enjoy the circularity of life inside the straw bale towers with our fine lunar gardens out on the roof. At dusk, the neighborhood collective meets to plan the night's work. The scent of jasmine sweetens the air. In the dark, I've heightened senses for finding all our herbs and medicines. Like our planet, we're slowly convalescing. To celebrate, my guild of astronomers has polished a lunar. Our tidal-powered moon clock may be copied by surviving cities all around the world. <laughs> If you would like to find out more about Green Spirit, why not visit our website www.greenspirit.org.uk